You know, our first reading in Deuteronomy 4, Moses reminds us of God's great deeds in history. How, for instance, he brought the Jews out of slavery. How we know that God so loved the world that he sent his only son to save the world. St. Augustine in his life became aware of that great providence of God. He looked back in the decade after his conversion, his conversion in 386 and his baptism in, by Ambrose in 387 to Milan Cathedral. And then in the next 10 years, he mused and came up with his confessions. And he speaks openly to God throughout it. So if you ever want to learn to pray, just open the book to any page and it will get you started. If you ever want to get your car jump-started, your heart jump-started, read a good translation of the confessions. If you don't want it to work, read a bad translation of the confessions. And he saw God's help at every turn. The faster he ran away from God, the faster God ran ahead of him to catch Augustine. And he was touched by that. Romans 8, Paul reminds us of God's love for us to the point, the Holy Spirit's gift to us, that we are now able to call God Father. He uses the word a baby uses, a child uses, a toddler uses, Abba, Daddy. It's that intimate, direct, close, immediate, and sure, and trusting to call God Daddy. That's what springs up in our hearts by the gift of the Spirit given us by Christ. We think of God's care, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit throughout our lives. In today's gospel, we are by Christ sent forth. Go forth, baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That Trinitarian line again. And we need all those things. We need to know that we begin in God. We were God's idea in the first place before any of the friends we have or parents or people who loved us. We need to be firmly established. The biggest buildings they build down to bedrock. They did that there to the stacks in Widener, a separate building within Widener into bedrock. We have to do that with our own lives. So when the storms come and the rain comes and the wind come, we will stay standing because we were founded on solid rock, the God who made us and loves us and ever shall, despite our faults and thus our savior, he sent us a savior. And he taught us how to live. And despite the fact of our treachery and the crucifixion, he raised him up and Christ sent his spirit. And the spirit embodies the faith in each of us. Thomas Aquinas, can you see him in the second window there on your right? Do you know what he said the law of the Old Testament and the New Testament was the laws? He said the law of the Old Testament was the Ten Commandments. The law of the New Testament was the Holy Spirit. That's to say, there's so many things to do, to love, to care about, to work on, you could never come up with a list of them. It has to be God in our hearts, given to each person differently, different gifts, so we realize we all need each other, we all have to be there for each other, and we're all needed for everybody else. So we're all needed by everyone else. Thus the aptness of the person who said, we're judged by the last, on the last day by those we brought with us. And that's our very mission here. Friendships concerning caring. Now it's particularly poignant today from what we've seen in the newspapers in the last week in the magazines and on television, radio, podcasts, and uh, on the web. What was it a hundred years ago, just now? It was the Tulsa massacre when whites went over into a very prosperous section of Tulsa 
that was owned by blacks, things going well, everything fine, and they burned it to the ground and they slaughtered any number of people. It was a massacre. Now, none of us did that. None of our parents, it seems to me, did that. None of us are responsible for that. But it does seem to me that when we notice how different people are dealt with differently, as the news and the drumbeats from the case of George Floyd, the Cardinal's comments at the beginning and the end, bringing it out quite well, it is helpful for us as frail human beings who sort of are focused on ourselves and the limits of our knowledge, which can be very limiting, don't you think? I'm just, you could, we, I don't know if your knowledge is limited. Everyone here can agree that my knowledge is limited. So if I could unite you all at once, you can say, well, yeah, you don't know much. So we could all agree on that. And then I have to reach out to learn more to figure the world out. And one way there is to take what different people faced. For instance, our Irish forebears, the famine Irish who came over, and for instance, in Philadelphia, had their churches burned down. St. Augustine, money was given by George Washington sitting in Washington as president, and that church, 50 years later, exactly from his building, was burned down by the anti-Irish, by the nativists. What people have faced. Why are police wagons called paddy wagons? Because everyone from Asia is named Patrick? I'm not so sure. So that was the thing of the time, the poor, the whatever. And many, many uh, uh, know-nothing mayors and police chiefs were elected and appointed, which made the lives of the Irish miserable. When we look at what people face, it's really important to look with a good heart like a father or a mother. That marvelous September Pope, John Paul I, said that uh, God is not simply our father or, but our mother which is very helpful for people who had a father, perhaps somebody had the disease of alcoholism, and you say, God's, God's your father, will they run away from God? Well, okay, God's your mother. I read somewhere on the web that a woman said, well, my mother never cared about me or took an interest in me. I almost got a shiver. I thought, oh my gosh, what a, what a sad beginning. Sometimes we do have to reparent ourselves. Sometimes we have to reparent our world. And that's what God depends on. Having given us eyes and ears, a brain to be used, legs, hands, to be him at work in the world. To be, in a word, Christ's disciples, empowered by the Holy Spirit, come from his hand, and to represent the Trinity in this world by doing precisely what the Holy Trinity does in all its ways. And so, for instance, when we look at the, how things are unevenly dealt, for instance, the New Deal brought in Social Security of actual concern for other people after the retirement, not having retirement, and the matter of disability when there were no shields around machines and people's hands and arms were cut off and people didn't have unemployment insurance and not too long before that didn't have an eight-hour day, didn't have the weekend, gradually there was a thing of concern for others and that we would all sort of insure that together almost as an insurance plan. But the best insurance plan is who we are and that we look into the world as the saints did because we're called to be saints as well. And I look at you and I see how each of you are, caring and kind and good and concerned. And we look at a concern for other people, not to give them more than there's their due, but sometimes to make up for what they didn't get. So continuing the line of Social Security, they often say that the GI Bill, do you know what I mean by the GI Bill, the GI Bill of Rights, that people would come back and not only get college, but money for a house, for a mortgage and so on? which continues to this day, that is the afterburner of the New Deal. 
that it helped the middle class, which is disappearing now, it helped create the middle class. Well, blacks were redlined out of that. Now you say that's impossible, it's not in the law. Well, they had the right to get the mortgage, but banks would not give them the mortgage. There were neighborhoods they couldn't move to. They couldn't move out of the trouble. They might say, I want to move somewhere else, and they couldn't move. And so with the Tulsa massacre, perhaps we see from one of the several objects you put on your card table at home to think with, images to look at and reflect with, and just let your head and your thoughts, not mine, and your good heart, not someone else's, reflect on what happened and if things were unequal and what that should cause us to think and to do so that our heads always be open. Not so open that our brains fell out, but our minds be open. And that our hearts always be open to the situations that others face, as you and I would expect our neighbors to be good neighbors and to be open-hearted to us. If we're willing to do that, we need to have our eyes open today, Memorial Day, for those who gave their lives for us, who gave their lives for us in service to our country. I had the honor of being down on top the USS Constitution, Old Ironsides, on Wednesday to give the prayer and the blessing at the end as they swore in a woman and a man from the graduating class of Harvard College into the Navy. They swore allegiance to the Constitution, and this in a year when people from afar were sending people messages they didn't think America was around anymore because the Constitution wasn't believed in anymore. The Capitol was attacked by its own people. People don't believe in truth, they don't believe in evidence, and they're proud of it and talk of that. Those two people at least, and many others, I would say parenthetically, believe in America, believe in the Constitution, believe in truth, believe in fact, believe in evidence, and their lives show it. Other people's lives show the opposite, it's true. But we have a choice of which to be. We have a choice of which to be. And to be quite frank, the God who made us leads the way in caring for us and despite our faults, of redeeming us and then filling us with gifts, each of us filled with different gifts, the world needing not only every gift, but every one of us. Amen. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.